Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things. With a program that complements your regular recycling. plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping hard-to-recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag program happening in your neighborhood today. Hello, Braden Harrington here for Up Next, postwrestling.com, and today I am joined by the other half of Post Wrestling. Last week, I was gracious, graciously joined by Wei Ting from Post Wrestling, because my partner in crime, Davey Portman, is away. He's coming back home from the UK. As we speak, he's on a plane. So I am joined by the other half, John Pollock. Joe Poe, how are you, sir? Hello, hello, hello. Is that your is that your intro? That's all I've got. Right. Um, I, don't, I don't have a I don't have a an open. So no, you do you do actually. Do I? What is it? Uh, hello, everyone. This is John Pollock. That's your intro. Yeah, that's my identifier. Yeah, it's it's very uh, original. Every it's to the point. Everyone knows it's you. It's great. I put tons of thought into it every week. Yeah, uh, I've just uh, boxed myself into a corner where I've just uh, solidified my pattern of how to start a show every single time. And thus, uh, that is the creativity that John Pollock brings to a podcast. Yes. Well, uh, you guys are the podcast kings, the wrestling podcast gods. If no, you I don't will. know about that. Yeah, I do. Uh, you guys are you guys are uh, the, the legends. And I ha- have I done a show with you since being post wrestling? I don't think we have. Oh wait, no! Um, I did a review, a rewind a raw. Yes, you you did one of those. I mean, we we've done you know we did the best of worst of shows together. We've done takeover shows together, but you and I together, I guess we've probably just done the the one raw that you reviewed with me. What last spring? Some sometime around then. It probably wasn't a good episode of Raw, but may not have been. That's probably um a decent chance of uh being accurate but lately raw's been fine because it's uh it's wrestlemania season and yeah how well how much are you watching at the moment because you are probably 
the most notorious wrestling podcaster that does not watch any of the main roster. So what you are the closest thing we have to a, a casual viewer. How much are you following at the moment going into WrestleMania? Um, because it's WrestleMania season, I'm I'm pretty into it. Uh, I watched. I didn't watch uh, everything this week, but I had to watch Roman Reigns coming back with his emotional speech. Um, it's not it's not all the time that you, uh, as a wrestling fan, get goosebumps. But that was definitely one of those those moments when Roman was basically saying, "I'm in remission, y'all." Uh, I enjoyed that. I'm very very much into the women's angle going into WrestleMania. I think this is the biggest angle in wrestling in a very long time um, because people who are wrestling fans and people who are not wrestling fans know who Ronda Rousey is. And it seems to be a big deal to, to, to everyday people, even if they don't know that she's even in wrestling. Cause I'll have a conversation with someone like at a bar and I'll be like, yeah, you know, like Ronda Rousey, She's going to be the first, you know, she's, she might be the main event. And they're like, whoa, Ronda Rousey, that's amazing. I got to see that. So I'm pretty into that. Um, I, I also think that that match is going to get so much uh, publicity yes. going into the show. Not just the fact that, first of all, I would, I would make it very clear that they are closing the show in the two weeks leading up to the show. Because I think that that is a great news story, especially yeah. – especially in New York where they're going to be all over the place and that's a really easy hook for a lot of outlets to uh, latch upon. Here is the story. Ronda Rousey, one year ago she debuts. She is now headlining WrestleMania with these other two and it really helps Charlotte and Becky Lynch being part of this. That that's, and, and on top of that, Roman Reigns being part of WrestleMania. Like You have a lot of different angles that I think the, uh, the publicity – outside of your traditional wrestling media is going to be very big this year, especially in the media capital that New York is. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that's the big, the big thing. So I am, I am watching the main roster. I know I do say I don't, but because it's WrestleMania season, I have to every year. Once it, once the rumble hits, you're usually, you should be hooked. Definitely. Uh, so this year I, I would say they do have me. I also would love to see Kofi Kingston run wild with Kofi mania at WrestleMania and finally become, champion as well hopefully um so i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty invested also because i'm going to wrestlemania my first ever mania so i have to be excited this, this i was very on. surprised when you said that that you've never gone to a wrestlemania i just assumed you had at some point made it even if it was how old would you have been when the the last toronto one was 2002 how old would you have been three four years old oh come on um no what, what you were very it? young at that point if like it was, what early teens yeah if it was 2002 that means i was 11 i was 91 i was born in 91 so were you uh, you were watching wrestling by that point no right? i wasn't i wasn't oh actually. you weren't like i knew of it uh, i had a friend who went I remember I, went, I had a friend who went and he was all about the, the Hardy Boys. Yeah, the Hardy Boys. And so I, I knew about it, but I wasn't really into wrestling um, when I was younger. It, it, was, it took a few years after that where I really got in. I wish I was at that WrestleMania. It sounds great. I have a lot of friends who were there and I've just never been. I never got to, to, to feel the magic. I've never got to sit and just listen to Flo Rida like 90 times. In one well, I'm city. curious to hear your reaction, uh, more so your comparison to Wrestle Kingdom, because you 
unlike myself, have gone to Wrestle Kingdom. You'll have been able, you're able to contrast both from a live. Yes, this is this is true. Um, I did choose Wrestle Kingdom over WrestleMania last year simply because of. Uh, also, like the reason I'm going to WrestleMania this year is not so much for the wrestling. It's it's to go to. I've been to New York a few times. I've never been to Brooklyn, so like. I, I like to go places where if a wrestling event happens to be there and I want to go there, that's perfect. Uh, when Wrestle Kingdom happened, when they announced the, the Jericho-Kenny Omega match, it was just an opportunity for me to be like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go to Japan. Why not? Uh, that's just kind of how I am. But I would love to, to, to contrast. I could already tell that WrestleMania is more the fuck yeah America, whereas Japan, everyone was kind of like quiet, sitting on their hands for a lot of the show. So I am looking forward to seeing the, the difference there because... The Tokyo Dome is pretty big, but it's not as big as this this MetLife, right? Like, there's no way. So, I'm I'm looking very forward to to going to WrestleMania and to to New York. But but doing uh, these these podcasting and as like as soft as this sounds, like the most fun is meeting people um, at these things. So I, I will say that is my my favorite thing. Anytime we ever go to wrestling uh, around Toronto, it's always meeting like the listeners or people like fans and. Just like, I don't know, having fun. And that's what it's about for me. Um, but there- How long are you going to be there for? When, do you, when, when are you and Davey going? Are you going the Thursday or are you going later? I'm gonna or be earlier. In, yeah, I'm going to be in Brooklyn the Wednesday. I'm crashing at my friend Daniel. He's the guy who let me crash at an Airbnb in Tokyo for a few days as well. Uh, I'm going to Daniel's place for a few days on the Wednesday. So I, I'm going to go with him to the uh, Shikara show, I think, on the Thursday night. Okay. Oh, no, sorry. The DDT show on the Thursday night, right? Yeah. I'm going to be Postwrestling.com. You can go to the top, and there is a schedule of every event yeah. going on on WrestleMania week. Yeah. Is my cheap plug. Yeah, I've looked at it. Uh, I have. And uh, I'll be at the DDT show. Um, I'm skipping Shikara because I want – me and Davey promised ourselves that we would go to Stardust Diner uh, while we're there before uh, TakeOver on the Friday. Have you ever been there, John? No, I haven't. I don't live there. So, uh, no, I have not gone there. Um, Stardust Diner is the one where any Broadway singer from all over the world that moves to New York to make it, but they can't they can't just nail that audition yet. So they need to make some money in the meantime. So they become a server at Stardust Diner. And are you going to dress up in in paint and a bodysuit and have gloves that connect? No. Do a pose in front? It's not it's not that Stardust. So oh, it's David Bowie started. No, um, it's Ellen Stardust Diner, and it's like all the the servers like sing and and do all sorts of fun stuff. It's it's okay. it's pretty great. I recommend it for any uh, touristy stuff. Um, and you know, I want to just do like I want to I want to see Brooklyn. I want to see some like hip hop landmarks. You know, I want to do some. I need some recommendations for for New York though. I need to find some some poppin' clubs. You know, I need to get need to get lit up in Brooklyn. Uh, while I'm there, so well, hopefully we get to to meet up and do some stuff. I'm sure we will. You guys have uh, a huge plan. You guys are doing a show. That is true. We are doing our show on on the Sunday, the day of WrestleMania, at the Broadway Comedy Club. So we're doing show at noon, which is going to be a Q and A, and then we've got a meet and greet before and after the show uh, for those that, for whatever reason, may want to uh, meet up with myself and waiting, and then. That ends at 2.30, and then we've got a couple hours before we go to WrestleMania, which the first match will be around 5.30. 5.30? Yep. Well, the kickoff will be 5 till 7. The first match usually goes into the ring around 5.30. I mean, who knows this year? Maybe they'll just make the kickoff even longer. Uh, Probably. But it should be two hours, and then you're going to get what? Um, 
from 7 till 11, 11.30 is what WrestleMania is looking to be. Oh, it's going to be a long man. night. I'm, and then do a show after that. I'm, I'm, I'm terrified, John. I'm terrified. That's a long show to sit down and watch. Yeah, I'm curious. I, I don't know what my uh, setup is going to be at WrestleMania yet. Yeah. Um, to be honest, like if I if I'm not in the the media box, there's a there's a strong likelihood I am just going to watch it from our hotel. Oh, <laughs> don't do like that. I, I, no, I don't. I, I really can't justify just going and sitting in the in the stands where I'm not going to have the ability to do the the website stuff. Oh. It's like I'm kind of I'm kind of there working. So if I can't work in my seat, it's kind of like that's our busiest day of the year for traffic. So I don't feel I'd be very useful to just be sitting there. Well, let's get you in that media box then. Well, we'll see. We got to um, get you in that media box. I'm, I'm, I, I assume that's where I will be. So I'm I just I will be. I'm just I'm just I'm just really worried on how I'm going to sneak weed into MetLife. You know, that's just what I, that's my big problem. Uh, probably the first thing would be assuming that no one listening to this works at that building and <laughs> knows who you are, um, though you do stand out in a crowd. Um, what what else are you like? What shows? I know you're not doing a strict uh, yeah. wrestling oh, trip right. here, but uh, well, what, what are what are the? I know you're planning to go to ROH on Saturday night, right? Yeah, so I'm doing. Uh, me and Davey are doing Takeover, obviously. Um, from TakeOver New York is what they're calling it, but it's in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center, and me and Davey will be going to that on the Friday night. Um, We're going to be doing a show, but we're thinking of putting the show out early Saturday morning, just so we could watch, just like you said, kind of watch it back and uh, give a proper rundown of it. So we will be doing that, but then we want to check out Madison Square Garden. I've never been to that venue. David has promised to take me to Grand Central Station, and Madison Square Garden. So that is what we're doing on the Saturday. And uh, then we're ha- we're going to hang out in Manhattan. But I'm looking forward to that. Um, I will be 100% honest as the big wrestling nerd that I am. I'm a little less excited for the Madison Square Garden show. Now knowing half the main event. Because of Jay White? Yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little like, eh. A little less excited than I was before. What, what was your ideal main event that you were hoping for? Uh... Not Jay White. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a Jay White hater. Uh, I like the knife pervert, as some people call him. Uh, he's definitely grown on me. His match with Okada at Wrestle Kingdom this year was really, really good. But he just isn't that guy yet for me. And like, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel I, I would nearly guarantee that by the summer, he's you're going to be totally sold on this. I'm going to be wearing a shirt. Uh, probably, yeah. All right. Uh, I hope so. I, I like him. I'm not against him. And I've seen him a bunch in, in Ring of Honor. I followed him. I've seen him at Smash Wrestling here a bunch uh, before he kind of got that New Japan rub. Uh, I really I really like him, but I just he's not that guy. He's not my main event guy yet, but you, I want to be proven wrong. But I just what what's the main event that sells you like it's already sold out, so it doesn't matter. But like, What's the one there? I thought for sure we'd get like a for for Madison Square Garden we would get like Tanahashi and Okada or something like epic like that. And I just feel like this one's kind of taking the energy out of it just a little tiny bit. What what if you get Tanahashi and Okada just not for the title? For a main event too? Uh, well, why does it have to be the main event? You're right. You're you're right. Uh, I would I would like that. I just feel like you have this historic night for for this. Do something a little bit bigger. Because is it is it going to be Naito and Jay White? Is that the main event? Is that what they're calling it for? Because I just... 
I'm not a Naito guy anyways. I flew all the way over to Japan to make sure that Okada beat Naito last year at Wrestle Kingdom. I'm not a Naito guy, so I don't know. I feel like... Could be I, Naito, could be Ibushi, could be Okada. I think those are the three... Right. The three picks in the New Japan Cup that you would see as most likely, or... A Tanahashi rematch, but I don't I don't see them going back to Tane, Tanahashi so quickly because I believe the next time Tanahashi faces Jay White, he has to win that match, and I wouldn't do it so early. So I'm not yeah. I'm not picking Tanahashi to win the New Japan Cup. So I'm not I'm not shitting on uh, this MSG show because it, it's going to be it's going to be nuts. It's going to be great. I'm just we also don't have the lineup either. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So far, we know that Jay White is defending the title, and the Briscoes are facing Gorillas of Destiny with both titles on the line. That's all that's out there so far. So I'm I'm looking forward to it, and you know what? It'll be it'll be fun regardless. Uh, I feel like the whole WrestleMania weekend uh, is just gonna be gonna be nuts. Is there anything that you guys are checking out that that maybe isn't like super? Uh, we're going to a bunch of shows. We're going to what are we doing on Thursday? Thursday night we're going to MLW. Then on Friday we're going to the WrestleCon US versus the World show. Hmm. Then that night is uh, Friday night is what is Friday night takeover. Uh, that's TBA. I think we're planning to go to that. I'm going to the Rev Pro show on Friday. Friday's nice. going to be a very busy day. Wow. Saturday, Saturday morning. We haven't at some point we do have to go by this uh, Broadway comedy club to actually um, just set up the venue and check it out and all that stuff. So I think we're designating Saturday morning to do that and then. I don't know what I'm going to actually do Saturday during the day before ROH. I don't think we've actually planned anything. There's Saturday is not the busiest day. It's got, you know, your conventions are going on. Pro Wrestling Revolver has a show and House of Glory has a show. There's a few small shows. Um, but, you know, Saturday during the day is not as uh, packed as you would think for such a busy day. So and that's then, when we're going to hang out. Yeah. We're going to get lit. You want to get breakfast on Saturday morning? You guys have to do your show. Uh, when are you going to record your show? Is it going to be I think we're going to be thing Saturday morning or I believe late yeah, yeah, probably early Saturday just to I can already see myself leaving Barclays and I'm going to be like, "All right, time to go record a show." And then all of our friends will already be like out and in Brooklyn and I'll be like, "Huh, oh, could really love to have a drink. I can just already see myself being like, "Oh, I should have. We should have done this in the morning." So that's why we wanted to do you know, Saturday. But I'm sure we could find time to uh, to meet up with you guys. I'm sure we will. We're we're planning on coming to your uh, to your show on the Sunday because it's at a comedy club, John, and I I want to see your comedy chops. Have you been preparing? Well, it's it's taking place at a comedy club. We're not doing a, a comedy <laughs> show. Maybe it will be it'll be comedic. I, ho- I hope people have a, a few laughs. I we'll find like, out. I feel like you'll have some 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 jokes in there, some some material. You're, we'll you're, see. You're pretty. Witty. I'll, I'll start working on stuff now. Yeah, you'll just like shoot out some puns, some one liners, you know, all those things. Um, I do. I do. I am looking forward to my WrestleMania trip, but I saw some news the other day. And uh, I, I know you're excited because Aqua is coming back to Toronto, John. I've heard about this from many, many people. Yes, yes. So uh, can we go to that and review that instead? Because you got to see them recently last summer, right? But now they're coming with more people. Yeah, they're coming in June with uh, Prozac, who was on the same bill of right. the concert I went to in September. I'm a fan of his. Was he good? He, well, he Prozac's st- a group, but um, right. yeah. Simon they, and Milo. They were fun. They they did like how long was their set? I want to say it was like forty five minutes, and oh. it was 
it was actually pretty good. Like they have a few hits, right? Um, from you know ninety nine. Hey, I have I have that CD still. Uh, is it Strange Disease is on it, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strange Disease, Sucks to Be You. Those are their two big ones. Wild thing. Uh, they've got this catchy little tune called uh, Love Fools Anonymous that I think is a pretty catchy tune that I was not – I had never heard of before this concert. So Prozac's fun. Um, and then they have S Club Party, which it's actually the opposite of a party because <laughs> more people are not coming than are. So S Club 7 is now three of them. That market themselves oh is S Club Party. And, you know, S Club 7 used to have their own uh, TV show. Yeah. That was – it was pretty awful. Did um, you watch it? I you was totally not watched a, it. I, I watched it every now and then, but I was not a fan. You fucking uh, loved it. Don't lie. <laughs> mm, not really. But they, they are not a draw for me on this thing. That will be my um, – you know, I'll listen to one or two of their songs just to hear what all the, the rage is. Sure. But that is – for for such a long show, that's that's my intermission is is S Club Party and then Wright said Fred, who yeah, do the um, that's the comedy. I'm, I'm too sexy, which is the only song I know, and they certainly predated my my time. Like that was a song that came out, God like ninety ninety one maybe. What a lineup! What a lineup! It's like a it's like the indie it's like an indie show. It's like you got Aqua S Club Party, Wright said Fred, and Prozac. Oh, you left one out. Who did I leave out? The most important one, to be honest. Um, the Venga bus is coming, oh, John. Venga boys, yeah. Venga boys is going to be awesome, dude. Yeah, I, boom, I feel boom, like boom. All the songs really sound the same, but I'm okay with it because I, I I had a cassette player and Venga boys were I like like would ruin the tape just from listening to it all the time. I I love Venga boys when I was a kid. Yeah, I think that um. I think the Venga Boys will be two of the or, uh, part of the the positive of the show. I think we'll, we'll get we'll get a wide range. And Rick the Temp is hosting this with Tony Monaco. So. <laughs> Tony Monaco. No one no one outside Toronto knows who that is, but the the legend who's a big wrestling fan too. Um, and uh, are you going to go to this? Yeah, yeah, we have to go. Yeah, David. I think Davey already is trying to buy tickets because of the S. They're they're British S Club party or whatever they're called now. So I think that's why he's like, okay, we have to go to this. Was this the was was Aqua the last concert you went to? Uh, yeah, it was in September. And and before that, what was the last concert you went to? Um, don't say Creed. No, no, no. I'm trying to I'm trying to think. To be honest. Um, <sighs> I went to – I mean I've seen some like live bands in the city. Yeah. Uh, what's the best – what's some of the best concerts? Because every time I talk to you, uh, like in, not on a show or anything and we talk about like concerts and stuff, you've you've got a list, like a bucket list I'd say of a lot of acts and bands and stuff that people would be jealous that you got to see live. And Creed is definitely at the top of that list. Oh really? Is that one? That, uh, is, is that on? Would that be on your bucket list? I'm Braden? more. I'm more shocked that you a, went a band to that once performed such so bad of a show that there was a class action lawsuit about how bad it was. Wow, were you at that show? I wasn't at that one. No, I didn't. I didn't make money by going to a Creed concert. Um, no, I saw Creed. I, I I was a Creed fan, and I'm sure you can understand knowing me that uh, once my my friends around me realized i like creed it became like the the source of their amusement of how much i like creed so i i just naturally amplified my love <laughs> of creed just to 
be that guy. So one year for Christmas, my friend Angela bought me tickets to go to Creed, oh. and I went to watch them at the Air Canada Center. This That's would have fucked. been, you know what? It was it was like right around WrestleMania when it was here in Toronto. So Jeez. what a what a back to back series of of shows. I think it was like February they were here, wow. and then. Uh, and then I went to a Creed concert when they played the, <laughs> Wait, the Molson Amphitheater. Twice? I've seen them twice. <laughs> oh I saw my them at the Air Canada Center, and I saw them at the uh, the Molson Amphitheater. Yeah, Budweiser stage now. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. So, so wait, you've actually seen them I, twice. I saw Tegan and Sarah once at the Molson Amphitheater. Oh. They, they opened for the Killers, and that was actually a really good show. That it was when like the Killers show. had just kind of uh, broken through, and Tegan and Sarah, I knew them. But seeing them live, I was I was more impressed with them than than the Killers. And this was one where the amphitheater was full. And the amphitheater has like the 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 seating on the ground, and then there's this gigantic lawn. And that lawn was goddamn full. I love for this concert That's my on favorite, like a yeah. it was like a Wednesday or Thursday night, and this thing was packed. It was a spring. Really fun show. Hey, that's the same venue that, like, when it gets packed, was it last year? Some guy at a Megadeth concert couldn't get tickets, so he t- got in a rowboat and rowed over and then <laughs> and then got caught. But then the lead singer of Megadeth was like, no, 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 bring him back, bring him back. Um, I, I went to OVO Fest a few years ago, which is, like, the big Drake thing, and that's that, that venue. And it's the same thing. Like, it gets so crowded that literally people get in boats and try to get into the venue to see these these acts, but... Uh, uh, Tegan and Sarah seems like a, I've seen so many shows at that place. I just bought tickets, uh, for Alexis on fire for that same venue this oh, summer. Oh, they're, yeah, they're, they're back together. I've never seen Alexis on fire. I've seen uh, city in color, Dallas green, like six times throughout, uh, Toronto and, and Montreal, but I have never seen Alexis on fire. So I, I'm looking You know, the first to time I ever heard of that group, I would have been like in high school, I believe. And at first, I thought the bit ba- because they, they spell out the name. <laughs> I already I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> yeah, Alex is on. Fire. Me too. Me too. I, I think that's. A, I think that's a. That's a natural uh, screw up to make. Alex is on fire. If you've never heard of them before. Yeah, I wonder if they're if they're kind of big in the outside of Canada. I think they're a Canadian band. I would say. Uh, I, I'm not super familiar with a lot of their stuff, but. Um, but so is Tegan and Sarah and the Killers your favorite concert? Uh, I don't know if it was my favorite. I really enjoyed going to um, – uh, I saw this band. I'm trying to remember. I think it was Molson Park. Molson Maybe Park. it was Molson Park. It was in Barrie around there sure. uh, several years ago. And I saw it was Anti-Flag, who were terrible, <laughs> Jimmy Eat World, and Green Day. Uh, of course. And hey, that's a pretty good lineup. Yeah, and I was a massive Green Day fan when of I was course. younger. Dookie was one of the first albums I ever bought when I was 11 or so and Good just album. fucking loved that album. So I was always a Green Day fan from that point on. And kind of my interest in them wavered by each album. Huh. I bought every Green Day album. And anyway, uh, I went, though, for Jimmy Eat World, who is still of one of my favorite Your groups. favorite. But I was so disappointed in that because they were, they were sandwiched in between the two and they were – I want to say maybe they did an hour, maybe it was less, and I was going there for Jimmy Eat World, and it just felt as though, well, we're not headlining, and we're going to do a couple of our hits, and that's it. And it was just kind of nothing nothing impactful. It sure. didn't really leave much of a, a memory for me. It was just, ah, this was my first time getting to see Jimmy Eat World, and they didn't blow me away. So maybe it was my own expectations that were heightened. But then Green Day, who 
you know, I again, I was a, a fan of them, but I was not going to the show just for Green sure. Day. I was mainly going for Jimmy Eat World, and Green Day fucking were awesome live. They they played over two hours, and they went through new stuff, old stuff. They just put on such a great show. They brought people up on the stage. Everyone was going nuts. Nice. Um, that was that was a really really fun show uh, because of Green Day. Green Day would be a solid band. I mean, they're still they sell out wherever they go. I don't really follow them anymore, but yeah, I used to love used to love them. That sounds pretty wild. Uh, I I have never seen Jimmy Eat World. I I could just imagine going to a Jimmy Eat World concert just like Right Said Fred, and they just play that one song, and then they're like, "Thank you, good night." Because <laughs> have you heard have you heard of this band called Portugal the Man? They have this song that was really popular like last year. Feel it still? You, you definitely know the song I'm talking oh, about. Oh, I know Feel It Still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You could not yeah, avoid that's a this. Good song. Yeah, it's a great song. So, Portugal the Man is a band that's actually been around for a long time, but this song is what made them famous, and it just came out like last year, two years ago. So, now at their concerts, halfway through their set, they have this thing that shows up on their Titantrons, and it says, Don't worry, that song is coming soon. <laughs> Because <laughs> they know, like, that's the song that people are paying to see. It's like going to a wrestling match and being like, okay, I want to see an RKO. Okay, I need to see this. I need to see the hits. Let's go. Uh, it's I, very similar. I typed in the, the concert I went to, Anti-Flag, Jimmy World, and Green Day. The internet is a truly amazing thing. And it came up, Molson Park, August 11th, 2005. So this was actually quite a while ago, like 14 wow. years ago. So. Um, oh, they don't have the set list listed here, but man, it's amazing that you can just type in something like that and it instantly comes up here. But no, that's, uh, that's very cool. I always wonder for bands, like I'm kind of, I can understand some bands that they, they hate that they're just known for that one hit, but there's so many groups that would just kill to have that hit that, you know, I, I never, I'm never a fan of the, we're never playing that song. That's, you know what? You've you've cultivated a fan base and it's a relationship. Yeah, there's give and take. You know what I mean? You have yeah. to be able to – you don't have to rely on your hits. You don't have to become a nostalgia act just by playing sure. uh, your one hit. But to to me, the ones that just like shelve it and it's like that's our old stuff. We we don't play any of that anymore. It's like come on. <laughs> My favorite. You, you have no problem living off the royalties of those Yeah, things. yeah. You can give your fan base well, hey, I've uh, seen, a few I've crumbs. Seen... I've seen one of my favorite bands to see live, Trent Reznor, Nine Inch Nails. He he shelved Closer, which is their biggest fucking song, and it will be their biggest song till ever, which is I Wanna Fuck You Like an Animal. Yeah, he stopped playing that for years, and then finally when they came back, he was like, yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll do it. And then he usually ends it, he puts it into his encore with Hurt, and it's like, and then people are happy again. So it's like, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you have a hit, definitely. Same with Kings of Leon, Sex on Fire, they say they fucking hate that song. And I'm like, well, yeah. I would too, but make your money. <laughs> um, well, we talked about concerts. We should probably talk about this week's episode of NXT, but now I don't know what song to play because we talked about too many. I've given you plenty of options. Fuck. I like that you chose Venga Boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Great job. <laughs> Gonna have that in my head all day now. The only, the only, the only guy that's missing from that wacky '90s lineup is the uh, the Scatman guy. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? 
And he had another hit too, which is fucked. That like other scat song. It's terrible. Oh god. Um, let's talk about this week's episode of NXT. John, you watch Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live every week, and recently my show, NXT, I'm gonna call it my show now, is okay. been crossing crossing over into your shows. What's going on with that, first of all? What's happening? Uh, well, at the moment, it's. I think we'll have a better sense of the decision to do these call-ups at the time they did in a couple of weeks um, because it just feels that they made this snap decision and like I, I could see a lot of issues coming out of this. And we might as well talk about this now that uh, – Tommaso Ciampa, yes. uh, Dave Meltzer talked about this on his uh, on his radio show Thursday. Yeah, I have, yeah, I've I've heard similar that he's he's been working with an injury and and now they've they've got to figure out um, what to do. I don't know the severity of the injury um, if it's if it's going to affect uh, um, significant plans or not. But is it his I knee? Mean, like people are talking about his knee because he like I, he, it looked like he tweaked it on a match with uh, Sheamus. Yeah, I know that happened last week. I don't think it's from that. No. Uh, I think this is something that had been that he's been dealing okay, with, with yeah. uh prior. So yeah, that could certainly throw a lot of um This could ruin uh, my takeover uh, job. Well, we're gonna find out how significant the injury is, but also like it kind of shelves the immediate plans for Gargano and Chomp on the main roster. Sure. And it's tricky because e- if if he is seriously injured and you still have the TV that has to play itself out on NXT because they've taped, you know, this week's show was right. the first of three episodes they yeah. just taped last week um, that these two have uh, a high uh, representation on. So it, it's very tough to kind of manage both worlds now that you've placed these two into at the moment. So I, I think with Gargano and Ciampa, that's kind of the state of things right now and what kind of injury is dealing with that that could change plans or if they can somehow just work through it. And then Ricochet and Aleister Black, I, I see them kind of being placed into whatever role you had with Gargano and Ciampa. You had them go over the revival this week, and I can see them just being inserted into the slot that Gargano and Ciampa were when they beat the revival the prior week. So I see Ricochet and Black just being part of that tag division. And you also did the tease on Raw this week where – or sorry, on SmackDown – with the Hardys reuniting, you cut to the back with Ricochet uh, talking out loud to Black of, man, it'd be so great to be in the ring with those guys that I'm mm. certain that that line was there for a reason to do something with the Hardys or something that I threw out on Rewind to SmackDown, something with all the SmackDown tag teams at WrestleMania. And maybe maybe it's a ladder match. Maybe it's something to that degree. Like there has to have been a reason why they put the Hardys yeah. back together, even if it's for the short term WrestleMania season. Wait, you're telling me? I, there's a chance I see the Hardy Boys at WrestleMania. I I can't imagine that they put them back together like that, dropping the broken character if they didn't have yeah. an idea for them for WrestleMania. Like that only makes sense. To yeah. Me. Okay. Take my money. I'm a huge Hardy Boys mark, and I love that. Uh, that sounds pretty good. Well, you just summed up everything that's happening on the main roster because usually when these call-ups happen, it's like they pluck my my favorite characters away, and then I have to 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 find new ones. And you know what? If they did pluck my characters away, like I just said, this week I have found two new characters that I am so happy to follow instead if I need to. Uh, but we'll get to that because there was, there was a match on this week's episode that shows 
that NXT, the future of NXT, is is in good hands, I'd say, um, for anyone who was wondering. I also want to make note that I checked out uh, NXT UK this week. I haven't watched it yet, but how is Walter and uh, Cassius Ono? I will tell you something. Walter versus Cassius Ono was not as hard-hitting as I would have liked. It was, it, was, it was fun to watch, but if you want to check that out, I, I recommend checking it out because it's pretty cool. Stay for the main event instead. Oni Lorkin and Danny Burch versus the Grizzled Young Vets. Yeah, I heard that was great, too. Holy... Check that out. Uh, Tyler Bate versus Jack Gallagher was pretty fun as well. Very technical. But um, I've been interested in the the UK thing because of Walter. I've seen some of his stuff on the indies, and I'm very, very... I've, uh, I'm kind of in between jobs at the moment, so I've been watching a lot of backlog of wrestling. Uh, the other night, for no reason at all, I just started watching Kenta Kabashi matches. Okay. Uh, on Daily Motion, uh, I you just, could go through a worse rabbit hole. I know, I know. Trust me, I know. I, I should actually, uh, after the show, I'll ask you for some recommendations. I've seen a bunch of great stuff, but I, I've said this on the show. Walter like reminds me of him, like just the, the size, something about him. And I know they've actually had a match, but I, I, I'm so intrigued into this this Walter guy because to me, he looks like a guy who could be having matches with like Brock Lesnar and and stuff like right now. Like he just looks so terrifying and i find myself doing that weird pose he does where he just has his hands behind his back i just find myself doing that way too often now it's really funny um but they also like i quote unquote don't read ahead but they have announced they haven't announced it but there's a match that is i've already wrote written it in my update i don't have the same uh concerns you do about davy's not here to yell at me so fuck it i'm gonna say it and if you get mad there's a match that's added to take over new york and it's for the uk title and it involves walter and pete dunn and i'm fucking excited that sounds fucking wild that could probably gonna be one of the most anticipated matches of of the weekend yeah it is yeah, that takes I, my, I take my money already. Uh, in, in in the Barclays Center, like that's going to be phenomenal, and I I think that that's that a great chance to um go a different direction and put the title on Walter. A hundred one hundred percent. Pete Dunn has been champion for far too long now. It's time to to give it the to someone else, and Walter is definitely the guy. Uh, he's been here for two seconds, and I can tell you, I, I need to see more of him. So yeah, I, I am looking forward to Walter. And Pete Dunne at TakeOver New York because it just sounds like a fucking war. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm really high on Walter right now. I, I can't wait to see that. So, yeah, go check out Walter and Cassius Ono. Also, quick thing. I didn't watch 205 Live, but Buddy Murphy uh, went on Twitter and said that he's taking time off. He's done. There's no competition. He's going back home to Melbourne, and he's just going to chill and, and relax. So, uh, obviously, that's some sort of like angle to lead up to, to find his WrestleMania opponent. Do you think that they would do like some sort of cruiserweight ladder match? Because that's where I thought they were going for WrestleMania. But uh, I, I just see the winner of this tournament facing yeah. him. That seems yeah. to be what they're doing. It's not the most original idea they come up with yeah. for two hundred five live. Um, you know, I, I think unfortunately it's going to be the same scenario that two hundred five live. They're going to have a super hot match on the kickoff show, and by the end of the show, it's going to be a blur. Uh, going back and yeah. just remembering it and that's uh it's it's the case every month where you know buddy murphy is probably the most i don't want to say underrated but maybe underappreciated guy Very. at the moment he, he's he's putting out some just phenomenal matches who did he fight at the the, the pre-show 
the last show. The, the Akira last... Tozawa. Yeah, they that match was awesome crazy, match. man. That that match was so nuts. And then I, I I don't watch the pre-show normally, but I had it on, and I have to. I, I love Buddy Murphy, and I I saw Mark Henry be like in the middle of an interview, be like, "Hey, one more time for that match that just happened," because that was awesome. Uh, not no, not sure if that was like staged or not, but him saying that was very funny. I think Buddy Murphy is phenomenal. He's so good. He's got it all. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. But you're right; it'll probably be an afterthought. Let's start off NXT February 27th. The cheeky Johnny Gargano comes down to ringside to start off. Last week, he lost his North American Championship to the Velveteen Dream. Uh, Nigel McGuinness on commentary compares Johnny Gargano to Oliver Twist by saying, Please, sir, can I have some more? Because that's pretty you must much. Have just watch that uh, fighting for my family promo over and over again with the Rock quoting. I haven't. I haven't seen it yet. I want to see it. Is it good, John? Well, this isn't the trailer. You cannot have missed this clip of Dwayne Johnson cutting the promo on the two. Oh right. Okay. Yeah, that played out clip. You're right. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I live with a British person. You should hear the shit that comes out of my mouth when I when I mock this guy. <laughs> I I pretend that Davey sounds like uh who's the famous uh soccer player? Oh fuck. That doesn't narrow it down, does the it? The famous soccer player. <laughs> Ronaldo. Uh, no, the white the, the British dude who, who sounds like this. He sounds like a British person like this. That's You're offending it. somebody at the moment. <laughs> no, he's married to Posh. Oh, David Beckham. Yeah, that's who it is. Yeah. I always say that David is, is David Beckham, even though he sounds nothing like David Beckham. But, there's there's worse insults than being compared to David Beckham. Yeah, obviously. yeah, I know, but his voice, his voice is a huge thing in the in, okay. the, world, in the world of Brits. Um, so Nigel compares Johnny Gargano to Oliver Twist because he simply is that. Gargano says that it has been a couple of crazy weeks. He says he's been on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live. He was in the Royal Rumble. There was halftime heat, and he won the North American Championship, and he lost. To the North American Championship. He says he's failed. But you, the NXT Universe, you failed me more. He says, I like when you chant Johnny Champion more than I like Johnny Failure. And I've realized something. The only reason that I have success around here is because... And he's cut off by Tomasa Ciampa. His music hits. He comes down to the ring. He says, Gargano, you know... That we are the best when we are together. When we're together, we win. Last week I offered to help you, and you lost. You didn't take my help, and you lost. We need each other. And TakeOver New York could be just like TakeOver Phoenix. It could be our moment. You and I as champions. And he offers to, to shake Johnny's hand. And Johnny shakes it. DIY is once again... Back together? Question mark. Uh, DIY has been back together and split up and back together. Um, I'm still super into this storyline, but it's just interesting seeing where they're going. Because I've seen them on Raw now as this team. It feels like they've been back together already. But. Well, they are back together on the main roster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. We, we skipped the step there where yeah, I know. Johnny Gargano reluctantly joins forces here with Tommaso Ciampa. Where is the missing scene of how they joined forces on the main roster. And I don't want to give too much grief to this because they've obviously, this is not NXT's vision yeah. of where this story was going. Yeah. They have been throwing an enormous curveball and they're doing their best to adjust in the plate and make contact with the ball. And that's the, 
that is the uh, figurative game of Twister that all they're playing need- with this storyline now to try and have it all make some semblance of logic. All you need is Gargano to be like, uh, yeah, Champa, maybe I did need you because we do win when we're together and we're on the main roster. We need to make a point. So, yeah, I'll join with you. Cool. Uh, until I turn on you again someday or you turn on me. I feel like it's, it's fine. I- I'm not upset at it. It's just... Yeah, as a guy who does watch this show every week, the storylines are always good on NXT at weaving together. And I feel like this is the one this this storyline definitely took a little weird turn because of the call-ups, but this storyline actually is beneficial if you don't follow the main Yeah, roster. exactly. It's great if you just kind of forget about that, which I'm great at doing. Uh so Gargano and Champa are back together. Sort of officially. And they're entering the tournament. Yes, they're going to be in the Dusty Classic, which we'll get to a little bit. Ricochet is backstage. He's in a red suit and a bow tie and a black corsage. He looks like he's going to prom. I'm not sure why. He says that he and Aleister Black are the team. He says he's not sure if you've seen him on the main roster, Raw and SmackDown, but he says that Aleister, his boy, my boy Aleister, and I, we're going to enter... The Dusty Classic. So I'm, I'm going to go tell William Regal that we want in. My boy. My boy, Alistair. What, what can their team name be? Oh, God. What would you call them, John? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Rickester? I don't have a great name. These are two such opposites. You know what I mean? It's... Uh, <laughs> This is like the 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 goth kid, and then like the the super the, the, the cool the, kid, the, uh, the star athlete. Yeah, the star athlete, like the 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 jock who's not good at cutting promos. Yeah, this is like freaks and geeks played out on uh, NXT. Some of these different characters, Alistair Black would seamlessly fit into any uh, Judd Apatow project. Yeah, oh no, no, no problem with all the tattoos. Not not at all. Uh, I I'm upset that we can't think of a better name for Ricochet and Alistair Black. It'll come to us. Yeah, let me know at the break. The uh, we go now to Candice LeRae is backstage as Johnny Gargano and Tomasa Champa walk by. She goes, "Really, really, again, huh?" And he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, honey, honey, trust me, trust me." And she's like. No, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. No, not again. And they and they walk off. So she's upset that her husband now is joining forces with the guy that caused him and her so much agony in the past year. She just, no, I can't believe it. No. But there is something to it's, be known. It's been brewing for the last nine days since yeah. they teamed up on Raw. <laughs> now it just came to a head here and with this handshake. It was too much for her. There's a big thing here, though, John. As I said last week, and I've said many times... I informed way. Johnny Gargano is officially a babyface again, though. Is he? He's, he's officially a babyface. At this moment is when he turned back to a babyface. Do you want to know why? Oh, the lipstick. She wasn't wearing the lipstick. Okay. Last, last week, she was, because he was still heel. Now, it's all... It's the little things, John. She's letting us know that this is all going to play out, and Johnny will be the, the Johnny wrestling, the hero, yet again, because she's not wearing... The blacklist. You're making a complex situation even more complicated. I'm telling you right now, from this moment on, he will be a baby face. <laughs> Maybe they could just wear name tags. I think that's where we're at the point now. Just wear heel a name tag that says face. baby face or heel. It's like it's like the glowing puck that Fox used to have for its NHL games. That would make it a lot more easier for the viewer at home to follow. 
That sounds really cool. And you can just hit a button and change it. And that's how we can do turns in this this day and age. Wow, someone definitely hits the button on Big Show way too many times. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah. I tried to push the button to change the channel, but it didn't work. Versus Zaya Lee and Tainara Conti. With some of the best theme music in the game at the moment. Ooh, right? Uh, I know Way is a fan. I'd, I'd see this group. Yeah, that's true. I don't know who does uh, Tainara's music, but it's my favorite. Uh, it's like this grime uh, rap track. I think it's really cool. It's so uh, non-WWE-like. Yeah, I think so too. It sounds like something I would listen to. It sounds like you're in the gym and you want to like pump up. You listen to this and you get really hyped. Uh, I'm a big fan of Tainara. Actually, I'm a big fan of Zia Lee as well. I'm a big fan of both these ladies. I, I love Tainara so much. I think she is a star that's just waiting to... to just waiting here. She reminds me of Alexa Bliss, but I'm I'm not scared of Alexa Bliss. I'm scared of Tainara. I feel like she would kill someone. Um, but that's not the case in this match. Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah, they have recently formed an alliance. Uh, I don't know why, but they have. They both they both like uh, expensive things. I think they call themselves bad and bougie because like that's their gimmick. Um, yeah, Tainara basically. Uh, she she gets beat up here again. Makes me very sad. Um, she lost to Aaliyah from strikes. She tapped out to strikes from Aaliyah. Just let everyone remember that. Don't ever forget it. Um, Tainara puts Bourne in some sort of leg lock in the ropes. Um, Vanessa Bourne fights back, hits this like reverse Bronco Buster into the corner to the back of the head. Uh, Zaya gets tagged in. There's a super kick and a spinning heel kick. But it is Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah who hit this, like, Young Bucks neckbreaker, backbreaker combo move. And they pin Tainara yet again, uh, losing to Aaliyah. Makes me so sad. This, uh, this new team of Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah is something I am not interested in as a fan here. Uh, I would love to see Zia Lee and Tainara Conti go forward as the team. Was it Conchi or Lee that took the fall? I thought it was Lee. Oh, was it Lee? Yeah, Pro- probably Lee. But I, I just don't know why it, it, the, these girls are g- kicking the falls. I, I don't know. What's going on with Aaliyah? She's been here for so long. She ha- To me, I, she hasn't really improved. I just don't see anything here that I like at all, to be honest. I, I would have rather saw Lee versus Tanara here. That would have been great. I, I just don't, I don't care about this at all. Not really. Yeah, I, I feel like the Conchi and Lee are the two that they have the higher expectations for. They're both very green, but I, I see a lot in those two. Mm-hmm. Um, I found the craziest stat about Vanessa Bourne that I was looking up during this match. Okay, okay. okay. She had her first match on March 26th of 2016. Do you want to guess? That was her first match anywhere. She was trained by uh, Gangrel and Rikishi at their school, which wow. is where Rusev went as well. So March 26, 2016, do you want to guess when she was signed by WWE? Like right after that? Just give me a guess, like months, years, days. One day. <laughs> 17 days later, she got signed by WWE. Yeah. She got signed on April 12th after her first match. So she was pretty much brought up from scratch nah. in the PC with uh, two, two and a half weeks after her first pro match. Damn. Wow, it's kind of crazy. Aaliyah uh, was signed. Aaliyah's been wrestling a lot longer than people think. Like she started out here in Toronto. She yes. was wrestling as Jasmine. Yeah. Um. She was trained, I believe, by Ashley Six. Right. She was with the Super Kick Crew, 
And yeah, she's been there for a number of years now. She's still young. She's like 24, uh, but has been wrestling for, you know, six years now. I I just we we I've seen Aaliyah in NXT since I've been like watching it. Essentially, it seems like she seems like she's been here for so long. But every time I watch her and like I'm not discrediting her, I believe I picked her as worst wrestler of the year a few years ago. Uh, I I say this all the time. I want it to work. I like that she comes out in the like Versace. I think that this bad and bougie kind of thing should work as a character. But every- well, it's the first character she's had that's been like anything. Like it she's feels kind like, of it feels like people call her on on. The Twitter machine, call her Carmella Light. And I can see that because it's pretty much the same thing. The, the only issue is you you just told me that she's been wrestling for like, what, a bunch of years? When I watch this match, Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah, it, it looks like she's been wrestling for not even a year. Like, to me. Because I just, I saw nothing in this. That I just saw like a lot of bumbles and fumbles and like what is what is this and and then they win the match it is what it's it's what it feels like when i watched her against tainara a few weeks back or last week or whatever but i just i don't know not for me it doesn't work for me it's the it's the one thing on nxt that i've always said i'm just not sure what what the deal is because you've been here for so long like what's what's the issue why aren't you yeah, she was, I, I got her profile up here. She was she debuted January 2013, and she was trained by uh, Rob Fuego and the Squared Circle crew. Cool, um, but, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. She had worked on some of Ashley's shows too. Yeah, um, when she got signed. Well, like I want, I, I want her to keep getting better. And hey, maybe teaming Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah up together would help. But I just, I love Tainara and I love Zaya. I, I want to see Tainara kind of get that. And she's got the sick theme music. You already got. A character within her she in the middle of the match she like yells out like latinas do it better and like it's she she always screams like are you crazy and like she's got her 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 judo is it a gi and like her black belt like i don't like it's it's something more than just oh i'm bad and bougie are you trying to say that uh born doesn't have an identity born looks like someone who is like i was a dancer i am very athletic. I am very attractive. I can do this. Let's do that. Let's be a wrestler now. And I just feel like it's just it's just not for me. That's that's all I'm saying. Not a, not that, a, not that, a big fan. That wind you heard was that joke sailing over your head, which I was just I lobbed over to you. Oh, I, I didn't even hear it. What did you say? It's just out there. It's out there for people to either get or not get. Let us move on. Uh, yeah. So. Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah beat Tainara again, and I'm sad. Velveteen Dream, he is uh, walking outside somewhere near Full Sail, and he's he's being uh, bombarded by a, an interviewer, and they're trying to ask him about his newly won North American championship that he doesn't have on, oddly enough. Uh, and they're like, Welcome hey... the Velveta Dream. Yes. Kyle O'Reilly, you hear Kyle O'Reilly call him the Velveta Dream. And I laughed so fucking hard for many, many reasons. And if you've listened to me talk about NXT for a long time, you'll know why. Uh, Adam Cole says that he's going to beat Velveteen Dream for the title. The whole Undisputed Era, they're like, a, they're like the cool kids in high school, but they're like the bad guys. So they all hang out and they're all slimy and they're all around Velveteen Dream. They're like the hyenas in The Lion King. And they say, 
that uh, why is why is an interviewer even trying to talk to Velveteen Dream anyways? What what kind of interview are you? Where where's Kathy Kelly? Where's Kathy? Ke- Let's get Kathy Kelly back here. He says uh, you should be worrying about fish. And Kyle O'Reilly, you see, they're they're the big stars here. All of us here in NXT, uh, in Undisputed Era, we're the big guys. He says, uh, Velveteen Dream says to Adam Cole, Wow, such a big mouth on such a little man. You always have your entourage with you. And they go, entourage? We're, we're his friends. We're friends. That's what we are. He says, well, I don't have time for you. And he, he basically walks off on Undisputed Era. So I don't know what's going on with these guys, but are they in some sort of losing streak angle to kind of elevate them back into some sort of position uh, maybe after WrestleMania? Or do they just get called up after WrestleMania on Monday Night Raw? Well, here's the deal. I think that it's one of the hard parts about trying to forecast NXT storylines because NXT may have a a laid-out plan for these guys that they they are going to tell this story. That does not matter. Long-term storylines do not preclude... Uh, Last-minute decisions to be made that if come WrestleMania weekend, the the day of takeover, they say, hey, we're bringing up the Undisputed Era on Monday. Yeah. Figure it out. Like that's pretty much what it – like we'll we'll let those guys – they can work uh, the next month or two doing NXT tapings and stuff, but they are doing the main roster as well. So I I think that you can – like I would say at the moment, you've just had all these call-ups – I'd kind of be hesitant to bring up even more the night after Mania uh, to Raw and SmackDown uh, right before the shakeup um, because it's just – you've just brought up all these fresh faces. Like you have – how many is it? Like nine NXT call-ups mm-hmm. over the past seven weeks? My favorite is Lacey Evans who just walks around. Well, I mean it's something for her uh, at the moment. It's better than Nikki cross sure who's, and ec3 who have already just blended into the background like, yeah were there were they necessary call-ups like no. they like you either come up and you're a big success and you're integrated into storylines or it's the extreme opposite and you're sanity <laughs> yeah hashtag where is sanity although didn't eric young just have a match and lost recently he was on tv huh. uh, last week yeah, yeah. wow crazy did the match with ricochet yeah yeah, I feel like I feel like Undisputed Era could be brought up after WrestleMania for that Monday Night Raw kind of big slot there. I feel like they'll be the next Shield, but selfishly, I watch this show. I want to see them continue on here, and I want to see this proclamation come full circle. I need to see them dripped in gold. That's what's gonna happen. You know what? If if you're doing this Shield reunion and Dean Ambrose is leaving, there's a yes. lot worse ideas than having the new guys come up and you eliminate Dean Ambrose. Yeah, sure. Do and that. They, they take him out. And that's it's a big program to bring those guys up. Um, you know, there's there's some complications with that. I don't know if they would get such a prominent spot, but you know, if Dean Ambrose is leaving, there's a lot of you know the the silver lining is you can do something really great to eliminate this this fairly prominent character of the past seven years on television. Yeah, that could be a right way, like writing him off. I thought it would be Nia Jax, but you know <laughs> Um, I, I'd be interested in seeing Undisputed Era being brought up like that. That'd be really cool. But again, I'd like to see them stay here. Roddy. Roddy's my guy. Uh, we have found Kathy Kelly. She wasn't interviewing Dream because she was backstage. She is outside William Regal's office. She's waiting to hear from him about the Dusty Classic update, the brackets, when she hears an argument down the hallway. So the cameras follow, 
and it is Bianca Belair and Io Shirai, and they're being pulled apart by a bunch of trainers and refs and stuff like that. Um, they're arguing, and uh, they seem to have some sort of tension ever since Io Shirai was the one in a, in a tag match a few weeks ago who pinned the NXT Women's Champion, Shayna. And, and, and Bianca's a little upset, and Bianca's just running her mouth here at Io Shirai. And Bianca reminds me of all the girls in my high school, like, when it comes to trash talking. Like, they're, 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 they can be scary. And, uh, I don't know, I, I'm assuming this leads to some sort of match, which we later learn, uh, is official. That in two weeks, we will get Bianca Belair and Io Shirai in a match. And the winner will face Shayna Baszler at NXT TakeOver New York. So... That's quite interesting as well because both both Bianca and Io are kind of in that in that slot. I also thought Mia Yim could be there as well, which we'll get to her in a little bit. Um, what did you think of Io Shirai and Bianca Belair being pulled apart here? Uh, I didn't think much. Of this. I, mean, I mean, it was just to, to set up a match. I will say that Bianca Belair continuing with the undefeated yeah, yeah. after losing it feels more like a heel line now. Doesn't it? It is a heel line. Yeah, I would say she so. lost. She lost clean. Uh, no, John, she's undefeated. Well, you've also ruined it for me prior to her just continuing it after because now when I hear her, I, I have you in my my ear when you do it. Undefeated. That's right. I really like Bianca Belair though. Though I'm I'm very high on her to be very successful. Yeah, me too. Definitely. Um, I think it's also. The, the character, too, works for me. I, I, I enjoy it. It's, it's exciting to see. But speaking of exciting, John, um, I don't know if you've been on, on Up Next before. Have you filled in for me? I think maybe. There's a, there's a thing we like to call here on the show once in a while. Big Lads Wrestling is what we do here. And this is a fine example of that. This next match is Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakov. Dijakovic, Dijakovic, John. How do you? This is a really it? tough name for a lot of people. John, John, you are the expert, so I am going to ask you, how do you pronounce this man's name? Dijakovic, Dominic Dijakovic. You gotta, you gotta uh, get rid of that itch, as Moro Ronaldo oh, said. Oh, good one. Um, Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic. Now, I could be wrong, but these guys have fought a few times on the Indies. But they, these were like these guys. Each other was their opponent. Like the, this was their series of matches with. Yeah. Um, they did some in a Russell Circus, Evolve, and then they had this unbelievable match at Bola right before Dijakovic started. Uh, I think it was his last independent match. I'm pretty sure yeah. it was. I think he <laughs> I reported think it was. like right afterwards. Um, and they just had a sensational match at Bola that year. But it was these two together. Um, WrestleMania weekend in 2017 uh, might have been the best match I saw live that weekend was. Wow. Uh, yeah. Die Jack and Keith Lee for Evolve. Uh, I have heard all the praises of these guys on the indies, but I've actually not really watched them, though, any of those matches that you just said. But Look, look, look for the, the Evolve one from yeah. Mania weekend 2017 okay. in Orlando uh, or the Bola match. Those would be the two I'd certainly try and go catch because it's. It's this, but just significantly longer and yeah. 
yeah, bad. Like this is not at the like this just wasn't long enough right, to right. be kind of in the the pantheon of their past performances. I'll tell you right now, I'm going to watch those matches because I thought yeah, this. Take was... a break from Kobashi and check. Out. <laughs> Die, um, I've been watching uh, Great Saska as well. So mm-hmm. um, Keith Lee is someone that uh, like I I didn't know a lot about him when he was doing like. Uh, indies in texas but he the very first match i saw of him in ring of honor uh it was him and shane taylor coming in together wow i'm talking like two minutes into this match realizing this guy is unbelievable really um like the first time i saw this guy i was completely believing that the second a big promotion sees this guy. They are scooping him up instantly. And I'm only surprised it took as long as it did for him to get to WWE. John, you're good at that, though. You should be a scout for WWE. Mm, I don't know. You, I mean, I wasn't aware of him before Ring of Honor. So John. I wasn't, I wasn't on the ground floor. Like years ago, one day, you were like, hey, uh, do you want to go to this wrestling show? It's like this indie show. Um, I don't really go to them that many Lately, but I, I'm kind of interested in seeing this one guy wrestle. He's in the main event against Chris Saban. His name is Ricochet. Would you want to go with me? I was like, yeah, why not? I don't know how many years ago that was, like four years ago. We saw Ricochet fight in this tiny-ass little rinky-dink thing, and now the dude's on Raw. It's just crazy. But all because John Pollock was like, hey, we need to check this guy out. So you I, should. I, I, don't, I don't think I'm Nostradamus when it comes no, to No, you uh, are. You are, John. You are. Um, but I... I was just blown away by Keith Lee here and Dominic Dijakovic. Um, I recommend anyone listening, go watch this match if you have not. And uh, like myself, go check out their older stuff. This is crazy. Uh, Keith Lee also, his new his new music is him. Like his his voice. And yeah, do you like, like it? Yeah, I kind of do now. I, I listened to it this week and I was like, okay. And it's like you can sing along to it. It's marketable is all I'm saying. The only thing wrong with Keith Lee for me is the way he like, uh, and I hate to be this guy, but the way he like dresses, he needs to be like look a little cooler and you know wear wear all black and like be cool and you'll be you'll be it you'll be the whole thing because he's he's so good and after watching this I, I it's crazy so big lads wrestling shout out to Mauro Ronaldo and Percy for telling me that yes these guys have fought many times before on the indies and that you know this will be a they got, they got me even more hyped before the bell rang and even percy uh here really sold me on this and man do these guys move fast uh these guys are huge super heavyweights if you would if you were listening to the commentary i don't know about that but they move like cruiserweights there's a, a handshake offer from keith lee but dijakovic does not uh, accept and shoves him. Uh, there's like arm drags and and such strange maneuvers that I wouldn't imagine seeing from both these guys. There is a spot where Keith Lee picks up Dominic for a power bomb in a like second. It looks like nothing, and then Dijakovic monkey flips Keith Lee, and the dude lands on his feet. And I shouted at my TV, "What the fuck!" Because this guy is massive, and he does a full rotation and lands on his feet like AJ Styles, like no one. Uh, then there's like this like chop battle where they're chopping each other into the chest, and Keith Lee does this like double like Mongolian chop to the chest like a grizzly bear. It's crazy. There's the pounce by Lee, but it doesn't uh, put Dijakovic away. There's a super kick and then a sit out choke slam from Dominic for a two count. Uh, there's a one handed spine buster from Keith Lee. There's a cyclone kick from Dijak sending 
Keith Lee to the outside. And then Dominic Dijak... I keep messing his name up. Dijak hits this Asai Moonsault to the outside. This guy's like 6'7 or something like that. And this is insane. Yeah. Crazy. Which leads to a double countout and the match is over. So they just, they just teased me. And now I need to see this again. I need to see this right now. So the crowd also thinks like me and the crowd here at Full Sail was screaming, uh, let them fight. We want Regal uh, rematch. And both these guys, like just screaming every chant in the book to these guys. Uh, this was like, I don't know, five minutes long, but I could watch 30 more minutes of it. So this should be at TakeOver New York as well, just because this is crazy. I, I, I think NXT is fine if we have characters like Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic uh, in, the, in, in the ranks to come. Like, this, this is great. I, I actually can't wait to see where these guys go in NXT. Yeah, I think that that was the goal of the match was to make you want to see a, a lengthier match from them. I think this would be tremendous uh, to open takeover or yeah. just it could it could fit in anywhere. It's just it also ultimately comes down to the slots available at takeover. Like in theory, you have the NXT title match, you have the North American title match, uh, the tag title match with the, the Dusty Classic winners. Um, what else are they kind of teasing at the show right now? The women's title. Uh, match we got the and UK this, title that, right? and the UK title match right so that right off the top of my head is six matches which you can do I, I don't think that takeover has to always be restricted by being five matches if yeah. you've got like you can you can do a three hour show with six matches and that's enough time for all of them to to have those spots it's WrestleMania um, too so like you can go long go for it yeah so I, I hope they do have a slot on takeover as opposed to yeah. Um, being, you know, they, it, there's always the program that they're building up that ends up being on the, the, the televised portion prior to takeover. And I, I hope they get onto the live special. I think this would be a great, you know, 15, 16 minutes to open the show. Uh, I'm telling you, I want to see that so badly. This, this, this match here on TV makes me want to see that so, so much. I, I think these guys are fantastic and I haven't seen much of them. Uh, you know what? I have seen a lot of Dijak in Ring of Honor and I wasn't sold on him. He just didn't have a character really. And you know, when they brought him in as this Dijakovic character, I'm kind of like, ugh, it's like Rusev. It's like, I am uh, a foreigner and I'm strong and rough, but they're not really playing it like that. They're just playing it like kind of more of a like... Ken Shamrock kind of thing, like, I'm scary, I'm going to hurt you, I'm, I'm here to fight and beat and win, and I, I think that that goes well. And the dude is 6'7", and he's doing moonsaults and all, all this shit, and how, how does Keith Lee do a monkey flip and land on his feet? How do I learn how to do that, John? That's crazy. Uh, take my money, go watch this match, I'm going to go watch all their old ones, because this was fantastic. Big lads wrestling. And they win. If I had to choose this over Walter and Cassius Ono, I'd choose this. And this was like a shorter match. Uh, go watch it. Dusty Classic announcements. There is our, our, our start of our brackets, essentially. We have uh, Ricochet and Al Alistair Black and Ricochet, Mustache Mountain, Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch, and DIY are now added the, the four other teams into the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Tournament, the Dusty Cup. And like Undisputed Era said earlier, maybe they will be the two-time Dusty Cup winner so Bobby Fish can walk around with it. So that's in two weeks, I think, right? 
Did they say it starts next week or in two uh, weeks? Or was next week the thing? Uh, I'm, I'm messing up what they said. Um, I know that they, they announced a certain bracket for the first few matches. So Yeah, I, I think that because last week they taped the first round yeah. and the semifinals. So I imagine it would be starting next week. Sure, so we've yeah. got um, the first round matches. I'm not going to read the results, but right. it's uh, o- O'Reilly and Fish against DIY. Mustache Mountain against the Street Profits. Only Lorcan and Danny Birch against the Forgotten Sons, and then Alistair Black and Ricochet against uh, one of my favorite teams at the moment, Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner. Right? I think they uh, really great team. If really? you're watching them on NXT UK and NXT, I like that they've been going back and forth. They're a really great team. I'm so happy you said that because now I feel like Nostradamus because they're my guys to watch. These guys are yeah. so good. Those guys kill it. On if I do hear that they're on NXT UK, I will seek out their their content because I love them so much. Much. I feel like those guys are just every time they go out there, they're like, if there's eyes on us, then we gotta we gotta go, we gotta prove it, and they do it every time. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing them. I'm looking forward to seeing more of them on NXT, like this show, because oh, those guys are so good. I have I have a man crush on Fabian Eichner. I think he's just so good. Uh, we get a tweet. It is from William Regal. It is confirming that Io Shirai and Bianca Belair will fight. In two weeks, and the winner will face Shayna Baszler. Um, what's your What's your thoughts on the women's championship picture at Takeover? Who would you rather see, Bianca or Io? Uh, well, unlike you, I do. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you want me to answer. Uh, maybe there's Stop a third it, option. <laughs> Good. I hope there is. I hope there is a third option. I want a, a multi-person kind of match for the women's uh, championship, but I guess beggars can't be choosers. Sasha Banks music hits and full sale goes wild. Sasha this Banks pop was out. nuts. Yeah, and it was even crazy. it was big for Sasha. And then when they were getting Bailey too, it was just that much louder. Bailey's music hits. Bailey comes out. Sasha Banks and Bailey, the first ever WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, are here. The place they they started it all, and they come down to the ring, and. Uh, Izzy is there. Now, if you follow NXT for a while now, you'll know who Izzy is. And uh, she's grown up a little bit. And uh, (laughs) Sasha Banks and Bailey, they they grab a a microphone here. They say, you know, it's basically just being like, look, we're the the first ever tag team champions. Woo. And the crowd is just going crazy. They say Izzy was in tears. Yeah. Izzy is crying. Um, just like the last time we saw Sasha Banks and Bailey in full sail in that ring, Izzy was crying then too. Uh, Sasha, oh, that's right. Yeah. Sasha Banks makes mention of this. She goes, some of us, uh, you know, we, we've changed. And she, and she looks over at, at Izzy because Sasha Banks in the match, Sasha brings up that they, the last time they were here when they main evented the takeover at full sail, when it was the, the women's, the iron women's match. Yeah, that, that was a takeover respect. Yes. I think. It was the month after the Brooklyn match. Yes. And bo- both are excellent matches. The The Iron Man match doesn't get remembered as much as the Brooklyn match, but I thought the – to be honest, at the time, I, I preferred the Iron Woman match over the Brooklyn match slightly, but both are great matches. You're going to get heat for that comment. And well, ex- and bring ex- it on. Bring and it on. And I've, and I've got a jacket, <laughs> and it's very cold up here. I could use some heat. Man's not hot. Um, I They, they say that uh, – the, in that in that women's match though, it was Sasha who took. So Bailey gives out her headband, hairbands, right? She's like yep. Bret Hart when she comes out, and for that she gives it to Izzy in that women's match, women's Iron Women's match, and Sasha in the match took it from Izzy and broke it. 
if you yeah. remember. And that's what made and Izzy she cry. She was just unconsolable. <laughs> so Sasha makes comments of that here. She goes like, whoa, 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 I've changed. I've changed. You can trust me now. I'm cool. We're cool. Uh, she says that we are here to let everyone know that we're going to be defending our titles on Raw and SmackDown and, and everywhere else. And we want to defend our titles here. So ladies in the back, NXT Women's Division, step it up. Because we'll be back to fight. So Sasha Banks and Bailey making it clear that the, the women's tag division will be prominent here in NXT. Which is, which is cool. We heard about this, but I'm interested in seeing that. I really want to see the Sky Pirates versus Sasha and Bailey. That's the match I want to see. Yes, I would not do that at a takeover, but I would do it at something that you can more so than a television taping. I think that if you have something um, like a special event, like that would be a, I, like I, I'm a fan of having these kind of cameo appearances from main roster talent that brings people down and you're trying to send people from one show to the next that uh, I think it's smart to do this every now and then even deciding to do Walter and Pete Dunn on the bigger takeover show rather than its own uh, UK takeover show. Like, yes, it would be a phenomenal environment to do that in London or any surrounding city there in the UK. But I think you're going to have a large audience in Brooklyn. Those two are going to come off like megastars and then you can do a rematch Back in the UK, and the match is bigger because you'll have more people watching. Hopefully, that's the theory, and I think it's the same here. That let's get some some eyes on NXT, and we're going to use Sasha and Bailey to get some focus on this product and whoever the opponents are with. Uh, and I'm with you. I thought the same thing. Like the the Sky Pirates would be an ideal challenge for these two. Like uh, I, I argued that Shirai and Sane should have been put in that elimination yes. chamber match, um, but you know, the, doing it here is uh, another option. Uh, just a question of where they do it, because I don't think that would fit at, at TakeOver. I think TakeOver is full. I, I think the Shirai is involved in the women's stuff. And, yeah, it's just finding a place to do it. And you can find a show that this will make sense for. NXT TakeOver New York. Sasha Banks and Bayley put the women's titles on the line against Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne. Take my money. Uh, we go to our main event here. It is someone who I think should be in the NXT women's championship match at TakeOver. It is Mia Yim versus Shayna Baszler in a non-title main event match here. Shayna Baszler comes down to the ring without her horse women. Uh, no Shafir and no Duke ringside here for this match. Uh, Mia basically is pounding on Shayna because she's upset. She's mad. This Shayna has been a bully since the get-go and every time she bullies someone, Someone tries to fight back, and that's just what Mia Yim tries to do. She beats and pounds on her, tosses her to the outside, and hits a wild suicide dive as she starts to fire up. She then takes Shayna's hand and stomps on it on the the ring steps. But then she goes to, like, kick or knee Shayna, and Shayna, like, moves out of the way. And her knee get gets driven into the steps here. And this starts the whole story of Shayna working and on the, the leg of Mia Yim. She stomps on it repeatedly. I don't know how she gets away with these stomps, making them look so, so painful. Shayna is so good at that and the elbow stuff. Um, Shayna goes for the Karafuta clutch a few times. Mia keeps escaping. Shayna locks in a knee bar onto Mia, but, you know, working on the leg, but Mia continues to fight back. Um, she goes for like a, a 
cool looking. She she's on the apron, Mia Yim, and she throws herself through the ropes and hits a tornado DDT into the ring on Shayna, which looked really cool. A lot of the the like lucha guys do that move. It looked really cool. Um, then there's a spot where Mia is like in the middle of the ring, beaten down, but she's like on her knees, getting up, and Shayna is going for like a like a knee strike or something, and Mia is like, "Do it, Shayna! Do it! Give me the knee!" And Shayna runs to knee her, but Mia ducks and hits a roll-up, but only a two-count. Then as she's, like, selling the knee and hobbling around, she hits this sort of, like, Pele or back kick, which they call the eat defeat, which I'm not sure if she really hit the eat defeat, but sure. So she goes for the pin, but Shayna kicks out again at two. Shayna gains the advantage, uh, hits, like, a gut wrench front slam. Mia fights back with a sit-out powerbomb, only a two-count. But again, Shayna, the the wolf that she is, she locks in, she grabs onto Mia, gets the Karafuda clutch, gets the, the body scissors fully intact. This looks like she is legit, like, gonna choke her out. And Mia Yim taps out. And Shayna Baszler, the champion, standing tall here. Uh, so I guess my hopes of Mia Yim going to the women's title picture isn't gonna happen because she lost. She tapped out. But... I thought this was a fun match. Mia Yim continues to impress me every time uh, she comes on NXT TV here. Uh, she's great. I want to see more of her in the future. This was fun. I thought it was a very good main event. I really like the stuff where uh, Shayna, she misses the mat, punches it, and then worked the hand throughout the match, including uh, when she went for the Kirafuda clutch, and then you had Yim manipulating the injured hand to, to break free, and then you had kind of the amplified Kirafuda clutch where she trapped Yim's yeah. arm so that she couldn't get to her hand. Uh, just some, you know, great stuff uh, throughout this. And even Mia Yim working with the injured ankle, but then she she goes for the uh, uh, goes for the kick uh, that you mentioned was identified as eat the feet, but in the process re-injures the ankle as well. There was a lot, a lot of good stuff in this match. I think Baszler is tremendous in this role as the bully on NXT and yeah Mia Yim this was one of her better matches um yeah she's been very good I, I like this as a main event a lot yeah I thought this was was great it I also like Shayna without her her lackeys it it makes a champion just more seems more dominant seems more impressive seems more of a interesting character not that that having like a, a you know your team like look at undisputed era like i sing the praises of them but it's just when a champion comes out without them it it makes that person seem more like defined and i and i like that more i don't like the like the the two girls there shafir and duke always interfering and stuff i like when that it's actually just a straight match and Shayna winning Clean, like, that's what I like. And I, I, I enjoyed it. And I would like to see Mia Yim somehow get put into that match. But again, I don't read ahead. <laughs> uh, so that was NXT for this week. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good week. It's been always been a good week here. For the past, like, year, NXT has always delivered for me. Do you watch NXT every week? Yes. Yeah, like, I watch it each week. Yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you think? What do you think, John? Is NXT in good hands after you steal all of our, our main players? I, I think that that's not a big issue for NXT. I mean, they have such a pipeline of talent yeah. that um, it's just trying to find spots for everybody. And that's kind of, you know, that's the inverse effect of not doing monthly specials is that every couple of months you only have so many slots. Like they're doing a two and a half to three hour show. So there's only going to be those five match spots that are going to get the, the featured prominence on television. 
television leading up and you've got so much talent there like you, you could do monthly specials from just a pure logistics standpoint but i think um from you know artistically i think that it's a much better presentation doing it this way where you're constantly left wanting more it's a very easy show to get through every week it's it's an hour it's uh generally very well paced you've got very good talent the storylines usually make sense um and it's and you can see where they're going like you can you can watch it now and you can pretty much map out the takeover special and it's not um like to me if you were if you were to read someone out the takeover card i don't think anyone would be blown away because it's like everything is being teased at the moment that they have a reason for it. We're not just teasing to swerve people. We're teasing so that you want something and we'll deliver it for for you. No, I agree completely. Um, so Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic should be added to take over. Is what I'm saying. Let's go to our feedback for today. Forum.postwrestling.com. I post it every Wednesday night. You can go up there and leave us comments or questions for the show do you have it open? I'll start, John. Yep. Uh, we go to Mystery. He says, Hi there, John and Brady. Here are my thoughts. I'm very suspicious about DIY forming again. Zia Lee and Tainara have potential. Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah do not. I want to see more Keith Lee and Dijak, uh, which I refer to now as the Big Boys Brawl. The B3 should be their name. Bianca versus Io should be a fun match. Sasha and Bailey showing up was a great moment and makes me hope we'll see more matches like Sky Pirates and more. Um, Shayna and Mia was also a fine little match and no J&M security in sight. That being said, that pretty much removes Mia from the title contention. Shayna has yet to be beat on NXT. By, Sh- by Shirai is what he says. So I guess right. he's, he's going for Shirai. Thank you. All right. Next one here. I'm not a fan of Mia Yim's new music. I like the siren much better. Jessamond and Marina remind me of Corey and Trevor. Champa reminds me of Zionort from Kingdom Hearts. I hope they don't drop the ball on Conchi. Undisputed Era needs to be the main focus of the brand. They're starting to be forgotten like those other guys I can't remember. What's their names again? I don't know who you're talking about. I'm sure you'll remember them soon enough. <laughs> Harry from Houston. The Dusty Rhodes classic looks unbelievably stacked other than the Forgotten Sons. Oh, that's who you were talking about. It should be an awesome tournament. Not sure why they haven't just been dropped from TV, never to be mentioned again. But I'm sure they'll be out quickly. I guess that's the Forgotten Sons. The DIY segment was kind of weird since they've been tagging together on the main roster. The Undisputed Era didn't come across well to me this week. They're on... A, guy, a gigantic losing streak, and they're cracking jokes and making sarcastic comments. They should be desperate and going full scorched, scorched earth, killing anyone that even looks at them the wrong way. Yeah, but I think it's all coming into play. What do you see Adam Cole doing at uh, Takeover? Uh, I at this moment, it looks like it's Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole. I would say from this from this segment here, and I'm okay with that. That's the match I've been asking for for uh, a few Takeovers now. So yeah. Let's do that. I think you could do – I think that could end up being some multiple-person match too, sure, just to yeah. get a bunch of people in because Matt Riddle's been tied to Velveteen Dream. Oh, right. And um, yeah, I don't know if there's anyone else. Um, I guess you could do a three-way. Could you put Cassius Ono in there? I don't know. I don't want Cassius Ono in there, no. <laughs> They've kind of ended that feud with Riddle. I don't think there's anything left uh, with that. So yeah, I, I could see that being being something possibly. Maybe uh, they'll they'll do like last year in Nola was the six man ladder match. Maybe they'll do something like that. Yeah, if they have the guys for it. Yeah, 
Um, next one here. Very glad to see more out of Dominic and Lee than we have before. I wish either would get the push that was planned for Lars Sullivan before he disappeared. Lee's new theme is a nice fit as well. Otherwise, a lot of women working hard on the show is great to see, even if such a wide range of skills between them. I just want to beg WWE to not do anything more with Izzy. I don't want to live in a world where she is more famous than me. Have a great day, guys, and thanks as always. <laughs> well, uh, Kento DiCaprio, Izzy's way more famous than you. <laughs> Izzy's going to be a WWE Women's Champion. That's what they said one time. Remember that? Possibly. <laughs> Pappy in Dallas. Remember when Ty Dillinger gave his farewell speech in NXT? He said he was on to bigger and greater things. And the Full Sail crowd started chanting, Royal Rumble number 10. I'm sure Braden remembers this. Yes, I do. I'm sure Ty Dillinger remembers that too. Uh, tonight he says, I'm a bit disappointed with Full Sail crowd. You have Sasha and Bailey, which is great. But then when they said that they would be defending the tag titles on NXT... We needed the crowd to chant Sky Pirates, and they didn't. After all, uh, aren't they going to do that? We really Do we really want to see Sasha and Bailey versus Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir? Come on. No, I do not. <laughs> I do not want to see that match. <laughs> Next up. All right. Next one here is from uh, PJ. I really enjoyed this episode. I was eagerly awaiting... Keith Lee and Dijak's rematch as they had a five-star match in PWG. They work very well together. I do not like Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne together. Aaliyah's finish looked really sloppy. Very good idea to have Sasha and Bailey defending the tag titles everywhere. It makes the title feel special, and it means that we'll have some stellar matches in NXT with them again. I agree. <laughs> this next one here, Postmate, in all capitals. Keith Lee and Dominic Donovan, Dijak, Dijakovic. What the fuck was that? That was incredible. <laughs> My thoughts exactly. Uh, Brad from Halifax, uh, he says that uh, I think this may be the rare occasion where NXT may not have been the best show of the week because Ron SmackDown were good, too. A lot of good matches and story progression for DIY and the women's title program. I especially love the idea that the women's tag titles give you a portal back to NXT. NXT will always hold a place in my heart as long as the Undisputed Era is here and my son marks out for them every time they're on screen. And now he can't wait for his favorite, Adam Cole, to take out the Velveteen Dream. He asks, who is in the performance center that has not gotten television time that should get some now that we have a bunch of call-ups? And is there anyone on either the main roster or 205 Live that can come back down and get the NXT Are You Fresh? <laughs> um, is there anyone from the main roster or, or whatever that you would take away and put them into NXT? It's not something I ever think about. I feel like once you're out of here, you're like, you're, you're gone. Yeah, I really don't see them moving anybody down yeah. to NXT. Um, what about uh, what about someone in the performance center that maybe isn't uh, on NXT TV? Just well, yet, I mean, but... you just signed all those. I new know. Guys, like Trevor, I, Trevor Lee. Lee Trevor Lee is the guy. I am so excited yeah. for that. I have watched him. I have watched a lot of his stuff. He is a signing. I am super excited. I just he's a- so good. ACH is in that class. Oh right, um, yeah, true. Um, you have you know we we don't know for sure where Kushida's going to end up. Um. So it's like, yeah, finding more bodies is not going to be any kind of issue. Um, Kushida should yeah. be the guy for Buddy Murphy at WrestleMania, no? Beat him? Um, it, he could be introduced in the tournament. Like, unlike this Dusty Classic tournament, they haven't put out brackets yet. They've just yeah. announced, like, match by match what the tournament is. So, that yeah, that could be. I would say if Kushida's in the tournament, he should be winning it. That would be cool. I would like to see that. But I, I definitely – I know they, they sign a lot of people. But to be honest, like I was not super sold on Keith Lee yet because he just comes around. He's always smiling. You know, he, he lost to Ono a few weeks back. But this was definitely the time now where I'm like, okay, cool. This guy definitely is, is here to stay. And, 
and, and Dijak as well. Like they, they, they've been on TV, sure, but they haven't really like done much. So it's cool to see these new characters kind of come through. I'm always interested in seeing new guys, and and yeah, uh, there is a lot of guys that just got signed, but there's also a lot of guys that like work the the, the you know like the Florida circuit house shows there with NXT for for years now that we will never see maybe. So it's interesting, but Trevor Lee. Definitely someone I want to see in NXT. Um, and someone also had the, our, our last bit of feedback here. Someone says that during the Undisputed Era clip that Brennan Williams was walking by. And he's he's been in NXT forever and he's only had one match back in 2016. So there's like there's proof that there's so many guys that are signed that are just chilling. They're like, what, what what's happening here? What am I doing? I guess uh, that's that's the part of the game to, to see if you go forward there. But uh, I I would see, uh, I, I don't know. I don't even know who that is. So whatever. <laughs> uh, but that's it, John. We did it. Wow. We, we have come to a close. This has been a it. lengthy one here. I know. 90 minutes. That's no it. Lego talk, though, unfortunately. Hey, did you eat any high chews this week? Uh, no, I have not, actually. Uh, but yeah, I've gotten many photos from people about high chews and their their availability in Toronto, which is wonderful news, or not, um, depending on I guess um, what your uh, aversion is to cavities, which I have a high aversion to. So, so you 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 are not eating high chews. That's that's unfortunate. I don't have any actually. I there's there's a package left here, but it is ways, and I've just I just stare at it, and I, Wait, I'm not going to. That, he, a, he just he just leaves his stuff here, so I'm I don't feel it's mine to steal from him. Oh, uh, you should, you should. Yeah. I, I view this as a communal area, so the I got to respect the, that. The post office. I'm telling you, if he sure you could leave high chews around, but if you the second you leave strong zeros around, then that shit's getting stolen from me. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. Strong zero. It's a it's a beverage that you can buy in in many family marts and Seven Elevens and and lovely places across Japan, and uh, it gets you really fucked up, John. It's like the Japanese Four Loco. Um, oh God! <laughs> there's a lot of Japanese wrestlers that name or, or Gaijins, I would say that name moves after Strong Zero. Um, anyone who knows what I'm talking about, it's fantastic. I I think they put a hole in my liver permanently from drinking too many of them. But go try those. Someone someone send post-wrestling a care package of high chews and strong zeros. And I'll forever love you uh, eternally. Uh, John, thank you for joining us. Uh, for joining me, I should say, here on Up Next. Um, Davey will be back uh, later today, actually. But he will be back next week. Um, and listen to us every Thursday on postwrestling.com, iTunes, Stitcher, even Spotify. John, have we been doing an okay job? You've been doing more than an okay job. You guys have been doing a great job. I look forward to hearing about Davey's uh, trip back home and going to Progress this past weekend. Yes, he saw Walter at Progress this past uh, week. So we'll, we'll hear from that. We'll hear some stories. And we will prepare for our road to WrestleMania. Uh, we have a few special um, NXT reviews and some movie reviews coming in the near future. So look out for that. You can follow myself on my socials, Insta and Twitter, at TheBrayD. And uh, I'll talk to you next week. Uh, John, thank you again. And uh, what? well, now what song are we playing? We're not playing more Vanga Boys. Uh, what are we playing here? I think we're hearing Creed. Oh, for fuck's sakes. I'm not playing Creed. on This is a no Creed zone. Uh, thank you. Goodbye. Be safe. 
Ahoj! Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard to recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things with a program that complements your regular recycling. Cause plastics can be so much more. Give this trash a second chance it was hoping hard to recycle plastics can be so much more participate in the hefty energy bag program happening in your neighborhood today it's macy's friends and family sale with an extra 30 off the gifts you'll love to give and get 15 off beauty with your coupon or macy's card that's on top of big savings like 25 off dressed up designer looks for kids from calvin klein and more Plus an extra 25% off luggage from Samsonite, Delsey, and more. Download the free Macy's app for more great deals at Macy's.